Persons under 18 will not be admitted. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff and Ben. Um, talking with the dead. And still talking with. And still talking with. Still talking with is our live show. Yes. You can catch that every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. That's yeah. Eastern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You live yeah. in fucking California. It's got to be three. No, four. Four? Yeah. They're oh. only three hours behind. What about daylight savings? Yeah, well, fuck that. We'll worry about that one. Okay, so if you're on the West Coast, you're going to have to look up when 6 o'clock is out there compared to here. Which would be actually 7 o'clock out there. 7 o'clock? Yeah. No, before this is over, I'm going to need a whole lot of serious therapy. You're all fucked up today. Another dollar for the swear jar. I'm always fucked up. <laughs> you should tune into the show and see really how fucked up I can get. Oh, yeah. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And when you do tune in, you're going to see amazing guests like this. Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy Palco from The Walking Dead, and this is Still Toking With. Hi, I'm Larry Kenny, and you're listening to Still Toking With. What's up, everybody? It's comedian Sherwin Array, and you're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You're watching Still Token With. My name is Leo. I'm, I'm the monkey behind the keyboard, I guess. Uh, we have an awesome show scheduled for you, as always. And with us is uh, Benjamin. Wait, wait, you're not Benjamin. No, I pushed him out. Ben, you <laughs> aged. Hey, watch it, you. You <laughs> aged, man. What the uh, fuck? Well, that's what happens when Ben's around. <laughs> uh, great to have you, Bill. And yeah, um, Good yeah. to have you guys. Same here, Jeffrey. Jeff. Happy Wednesday. I'm yeah, looking forward happy to this. Wednesday. We, uh, we uh, had the pleasure of meeting our guest last year at a con. I fell in love with his work. Uh, I consider this guy an upcomer uh, in the artist community. He's going to do some wonderful things, and I can't wait to get in, start digging into his head. So let's bring him in, Daniel Macaluso. All right, everyone. How you doing? Hey, Daniel. How's everybody doing this evening? That's a beautiful piece behind you. That's fantastic. Oh, thanks very much, yeah. man. Wow. wow. That's great. Yeah, I just, uh, you had that at the show uh, last year. No, it's one I've done since that show. Um, you, was there one, one my... similar? Because I remember the antlers. and. There was uh, 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 just a person, a figure with a staff with a skull, and antlers were on the staff. Oh, okay. Wow. That's it. Yep. There wow. you go. Look at that. That's great. That one there on the left. What's your medium? Oh, yeah. That one right there. Yep. So I'm an oil painter. All my, all my work is done in oil. Ah, fantastic. Nice Thank blending. You. Thank you. That's really good. Oof. Striking. Yeah, it is. It's great. Nice sharp lines. I love those. Thank you. 
Yeah, great. So we'll I tried oil painting once. All I got was greasy. Yeah, yeah. We don't let you near oil paints. <laughs> what started you in the the beautiful world of art? Um, it was in 2013. Uh, I moved to America to go to university to study. Um, when I finished school, when I was 18, I, I just went straight to work. I didn't go to university back then. Um, I've been working in the travel industry for about seven years. And by the time I was 25, I just, I wasn't feeling fulfilled in what I was doing. And because I didn't go to university beforehand, I decided it was time now. Um, but I, I still wanted to get out of England. So I, I moved to San Francisco and went to the Academy of Art and, and started studying there. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. That's so, great. Thank you. And it's just dazzling to see your, your, your color palette. It's great. Yeah. And, and, and it varies from painting to painting. Um, I know there are some artists that will just have the exact same palette laid out and it, they play it like uh, keys on a piano. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, I have a few staples that I like in each one, but I, I'm pretty flexible. I like to change them out depending on the color scheme for each painting. Um, it, and I don't like having all the colors. If, if there's one that I just think I won't need, I just, I'm not going to lay it out just because. I like how you use the form of light, a lot of backlight, whatever yeah. your key sources, but all your backlights are very, are soft, but intense at the same time. Right. right. Brilliant. It yeah. almost looks digital. Yeah. A few people the think they're digital yeah. if, if they don't see the original. Um, uh -huh. And that's just painting a lot of layers. S same way you would in Photoshop, but just letting things dry and going over it again and getting the level of refinement that I want. So what artists inspired you? I'm curious about that. Um, I, I, would have to stick with just probably the first person that actually taught me was my, my, my teacher, Craig Nelson at, at the Academy. Um, he was just the, the man that taught me how to lay paint on a surface. Um, and I didn't, he, he, he's like my foundation. So I, I always think of him as, as to when, when I'm painting, but it was funny because I've got this ever-growing list of artists that I look to um, because I, I never thought I was going to be an oil painter when I started. I thought I was going to be a digital concept artist, um, but I realized I, that wasn't where I wanted to be. I, when I discovered um, is actually Jeff Miracola's uh, YouTube channel, um, I discovered that oil painting was still a thing, um, and, and I was just hooked from there. And then there, there are... There are lots of contemporary painters that I love in the community that I'm working my way towards getting to. Um, that, for example, there's a guy called Donato Giancola. I, I've done a semester with him in his online teaching class. Um, but if you're talking about classics, I, I love American illustration. I'm, I'm a huge Norman Rockwell fan. Um, just his composition and storytelling. That's a very old piece you're looking at there. It's on ArtStation, which I don't adhere to anymore because of their involvement with AI, and I, I'm not a fan of that. Okay. Do you um, still have prints of that, by the way? Because I want one of those when I see you in Vermont. Of uh, this one? Yes. Yes, I, I've actually. I was just doing a count of all my prints, and and I'm I've got about ten of this one left, so I need to do a read or okay. To, to well, because I collect Black Panthers, so I need to have that. I like oh, that. of of the one that you just saw. Yes. I, I mean, I can get a print made of that. I actually never got prints of that one done. That was. That yes, was like I need last... a print of that. Okay. I need a print of that. Absolutely. You need a print of that? Yes, I do. Room? 
Do you have room in there? Um, <laughs> what are you moving? <laughs> yeah, He's got an incredible room full of Black Panthers. I mean, okay, yeah, I can see, I can, I can see a selection oh, in yeah. the background there. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, everywhere. Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah, I, I see yeah, some room. Move right, up, right where that nice area is. White. Well, I got, I got one. This guy, that, that right Bill there. Diamond, did one. I can move that one. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> no that that's a striking piece because i like how your 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 focus on the animals are great but she's in the dark she's in the dark yeah. oh oh and that other piece yeah, yeah, and then in that piece yeah. she's she's the darkest of all the other elements yeah. that are in there it's really nice Thank your you. eye that, tends that, to go to it that was like the last piece i did whilst i was at school that was the last student painting i did and what are you working, if I may ask, what are you working on now? I mean, outside um, of the piece that's behind you. So this is actually part of a series that I am working on. Um, I call it the Elemental um, Shaman's Oracle. Um, about two years ago, I had been doing a series of portfolio pieces, trying to put a core portfolio together. But they were all, all of my images were sort of one-offs. They, they, they mm -hmm. were just one trying to make one cool image after another and it wasn't cohesive. Um, and I was trying to dig into something that looked like a body of work of mine, a collective work. And just, I, I thought about what am I interested in? What do I want to paint? And I liked painting people, animals, uh, landscapes and, and designed environments. Um, and I, I have a, I have a serious interest in temples and, and ancient temples mm. and, and ruins. Um, I find them fascinating. And so I designed a project that would allow me to paint all of these things. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm using the elements of earth, fire, wind, and water oh, to great. create this project. And for each element, I'm almost treating like a, a suit and a deck of cards. So mm. each suit will have two shamans, uh, an animal character, um, for each one, there'll be a, an environment and and a god character um, for each thing. And so at the moment, I'm in the middle of painting the last in my earth element, which is the, the god figure for, for, for this series. Well, that's a great way of breaking it down. If you get another suit, give it to Jeff. He needs to wear one. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> a what? A suit? <laughs> a suit, yeah. Uh, it's what like... suits you, Jeff. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Are you still with us? Yeah. He's there now. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wanted to make sure he's there. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh yeah, thank you. Is that pencil all in pencil? Yeah, that's a, a color raised Prismacolor pencil. Um, I, I work a reception day job uh, three days a week, and um, I'm there for about eight hours. And and once I've done everything that needs doing, and no one's bothering me, then I have time with my sketchbook to pull up some reference and draw things. Good. good. It's always good to have that sketchbook with you because you get inspired by seeing something. Or I mean, I don't usually carry one when Jeff's around because I'm never inspired. But any other time, <laughs> I am inspired. <laughs> yeah, so when he's not there, then I won't draw. <laughs> yeah, I understood. <laughs> okay, uh, I see how welcome. it is. Yes, oh, right? good. I'm great. You know, I, you know, I wanted to get you more involved, but I needed to go see the casting director. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he's that's an important, you know, character. 
Yeah, and that character just walked out the door over there. So <laughs> we're, we're talking about Ben, just in case you. Right, I right, get it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, I is now the size. Do you, do you work in that size all the time? I mean, it looks like 24 by 30. Uh, of this painting, this is 20 by 30. Um, this series that I'm working on, it's all 20 by 30. Because oh, okay. I wanted to make this as consistent as possible. So everything's on the same type of canvas, on the same substrate, on the same size. Um, so that I could I can buy this canvas in in in, in like bulk and yeah, each time yeah. I need to do one. I'm not it also sets a parameter of the compositions that I can do. Everything is in that card shape composition, in that card shape alignment. And I'm not thinking, is this one going to be a, a widescreen? Is this one going to be portraits? Is this going to be a landscape? Is this going to be a square shape? Yeah, no, it's, it gives everybody, it, especially if they're collecting your, your art, it yeah. gives them a chance to say, I need a bigger wall like Jeff yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and it, it's consistent. That's really good. That's great. I like that because uh, a lot of times, you know, I, when I'm painting, I did a series and I, I like to stay in one size too, yeah. all the way across the board with that one um, subject matter because mm -hmm. then it works all together. Otherwise, you're all over the place. Absolutely. But also, these are really labor intensive. Mm. Um, they take a lot of a lot of effort. I, I, I also love doing smaller things in between. Um, like I, I'm a big plain air painter whenever I can, you know, I oh, all right. so you like the right natural now. light. Yeah. You like the natural light. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's me in, uh, in Santa Cruz right before I moved to, to Vermont. Um, that was just, that was like six months into the pandemic. Um, my wife and I managed to get a day out in the woods, um, in Santa Cruz and I got a day of painting, but, um, it, it the, doing that is brilliant because it's, it's, one to two hours and then it's mm. over there's yeah. well because the light's moving on you too <laughs> exactly yeah. um it but it's not it's something that gives me just i can go out enjoy a day of painting i'm not having to labor over it in terms of all the planning involved and repeat painting sessions it's just i'm there i show up i rock up do the thing and then it's over it, if it's good then i keep it if it's not uh, i throw it in the trash and i don't yeah. worry about it well it's, um, it's nice to have that natural light just get out there do some you know uh, quick work based on the light that you have at the time. And uh, the plain yeah. air stuff is great. It's nice. It's quick. It's to the point. Gives exactly. you a chance to just practice with the natural light. Yeah. Yeah, it does. You, you got your wife into the woods and you decided to paint? It's what we do, man. You know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's not a lot to do here in Vermont. And so we go to the swim holes, we go to the woods, we go to the forests and, and yeah, just set up and, it makes it makes a day outside profitable because then I can sell those things at a show and it, it made my Saturday afternoon I made money on that Saturday afternoon technically when I show up to a show with those paintings. You right. fail well, you're in a beautiful area, too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Let's paint at the Hudson Valley sometime. We like to do some we do some plain air stuff here. We on Saturdays out of here that they, they have a uh, they do do plain air, they do uh we have a class of two, two uh, classes going on in one day. So mm -hmm. they have four hours where they're doing a, um, a still painting, natural light, or and in the afternoon they usually have a model. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's a good four hours. What can you you know in, in a couple of sessions? What you know what, what can you knock out? 
Yep. How quick is your eye? How quick is your hand? What are you seeing? Are you seeing what's in front of you? Um, it gives them a real chance to kind of work quickly, especially when you're outside, you only have a certain amount of time for that light to be in that one spot. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it's good practice. It's good hand coordination. And then when you get chance to get on cav canvas, all that's in your head. So you know what you saw there, you can use a reference. You know, exactly. Yeah, it's I, good that you, you do that. Yeah, and it, so, it's, uh, it's how I was taught to paint. My my teacher Craig Nelson, it, my, our first classes with him were plain air painting or painting directly from the model. Um, so yeah, that that was my foundation. Good, go ahead, Jeff. Right. Well, so not being a painter, I'm I'm interested in like you know the process of creating the you know the piece of art that's behind you. I mean, okay. me, I would probably take a pencil and draw the whole thing out first. Yep, that's precisely it. Um, oh, think, really? Okay. Yep. So, you don't just take a brush and start painting? No, no. <laughs> that, that's part of the reason why I love the plein air, because that's when I can do that. Um, okay, okay. Things like my, my studio work, it takes, the, the first thing is the thumbnail, a little little small drawing about this big, and doing as many of th those as I can to work out the idea, just to get the stuff out of my head first and get it onto a page. Um and then I can see whether just just how terrible the idea is when the idea is on the page, um, and then work to make it better. But I just work in a pencil, make it better at this big, um, and you do that as many times as you need to in order to think I've got a winning concept here, I've got a winning composition. And then you might take it a step further. You might look for some references. If we're talking about this, you know, I'm looking for references for elk, for stags, for deer um for the environment for woody landscapes um and then i might do a, a slightly more refined sketch still, still nothing complete but just a more complete sketch based on the found references that i've got gathered um and then for this i, I wanted to really hone in on on the anatomy um get very specific so i actually i sculpted a small maquette actually i think i can reach that Oh, good. So you're working off some 3D. You I made a small 3D elements. Oh, so okay. I have a wow. 3D thing. Yeah, um, that's nice. It's not perfect, but it is a really good starting point to pose and light how I want it. Um, and then I, I went out. There's, there's a there's a park here near here called Hardak, and I I I wanted to be there at a certain time when I was going to get this kind of lighting. And I set up at about an hour beforehand with my tripod and camera, just waiting for the light to hit that sweet spot. And I'm, as soon as it's there, I'm just punching away, getting the right photos. And then you bring it all home and, and you assemble that into a, as refined a drawing as I can do. And then when I, I'm, I'm really happy with the drawing and, and, and I think all the values are nailed, then I get into Photoshop and I do a color study. And I want to make sure that I'm, when, for some people, color is no problem. They just assign a color to the value that they've laid in in the drawing. It's much more challenging for me, and it's a bit more time-consuming. I have to really think it through um, because I, I hate double work. I, I, I hate doing things twice, which I inevitably do sometimes. Um, but I want as much figured out before I even start putting a brush and paint on the, on the final surface. So I try and figure out the color scheme as much as I can in Photoshop. 
And then when I'm satisfied at every preparatory level, um, then I get to painting. Hmm. No. And then I just, no. the execution is like, hopefully the easiest part, the, the hardest stuff is all the prep work. Okay. Now, again, not being a painter or an artist at all from what I can see, um, is there a process of like light paint versus dark paint and what goes on first and what goes on last and the blending process? Um, sure. Uh, for me personally, I, I like to stain my canvases uh, with, a, with a burnt umber. Um, I just rub it all over first. Once, once I transfer the drawing onto the canvas, it will be stained completely uh, with, a, with a burnt or a raw umber. Um, I let that dry. And then I, I pick somewhere um, that I think that I can, will give me information to then react to. So for this, uh, I started um, with a block in of the sky. And then you, I mean, there are lots of ways you can go about it. You could block this in with just all the shadows around um, the chest area and then into the haunches and then the distant trees. You could do that if you wanted, but I tried mm -hmm. to treat this as a plain air. Um, and with, when you have like a Vista plain air, I, I tend to just start with the sky. What's at the back? I always start with the back and come forward. Um, and that, that's, that's how I would go about it. So you, okay. you figure out where your horizon line is that you want? Yeah, but that would have been done in the drawing. That, mm -hmm. that wouldn't be done here. That would be done way, that, well, that would be done the, even in the, in the thumbnail composition. Okay. Um, even like that, that's one of the first things I established because knowing my horizon line will let me know the perspective of the subject. And right. am I looking at it from down here? Am I looking down on it from up here? Um, I want that figured out at like stage one. Yeah. Okay. Now, have you, um, uh, you obviously uh, know your way around Photoshop because you say you use the color palettes and stuff like that. Yep. Um, do you do any digital work at all? Um, I, I do all of my color studies digitally. I don't show them because I, they're a tool for give, to give me information. They're not pretty to show. Um, I have done digital work before for commissions that, needed to be done fast and that maybe didn't pay very much. And I didn't want to invest the time in an oil painting that would take me uh, would, to take. Um, and so I, I've, I've used Photoshop for, for a couple of jobs for the speed sake, but for my own work, I, I don't do any final digital work. Now, now when you're, when you're working there and you're figuring out, do you ever take another canvas and just do a, a little color block work? with your with your colors just to get a sense of how the blending is going to be i to test my swatches um yeah. i don't have a, a scrap bit of canvas because i actually don't blend um I, I i try and paint in as rigorous tiles in tiles of paint so i lay a stroke down leave it lay another stroke down leave it and i i everything builds up in like a mosaic mm -hmm. so there's actually very little blending going on. The only blending on, on this piece would have been done in the sky. And that would have been after I've put the whole mosaic together and I've sort of finessed each tile of paint together to get like that. And I, I, I'm never blending into one another because 
I'm actually pretty fastidious in how much I like to control color and value. And if I'm blending a lot, then I'm losing that control. And it's sort of, I'm leaving it down to the, hopefully the mud that comes out of that blending will be what I want rather than mixing what I want and putting it just down on the surface. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say that blending is bad. There are wonderful, uh, there are wonderful painters that blend. Um, if you see the work of uh, Scott Waddell, he's a portrait artist. He's all about blending and his work is amazing. But I, I can't paint like that in terms of just. Well, you, you have your own method. You have your own method and how you, yeah. uh, you know, physically lay your own work out. Yeah. So, exactly. I don't know. That's a great approach. Every, every artist has its own approach. We're, however they want to enter it, you know, and, and prepare for it. And, and it's, it's always interesting to see how different people adjust to get that final product. Yeah, exactly. So it's not just like throwing paint on and going. No, <laughs> no, the day. That's why, that's why we don't invite you. Well, that's why I'm not a painter. <laughs> <laughs> if I just hold paint on a canvas, maybe I'd be a richer man. I don't know. I've seen this stuff as quite a bit. Right? Apparently, there is a there is a market for it. There is a market for it. For it. <laughs> <laughs> it's you not know? what I'm into, but no, no, there is a market either. for it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so uh, I think little... you may do well there, Jeff. <laughs> okay. A <laughs> uh, little bit ago, you mentioned uh, shows. You actually have uh, some three shows uh actually more than three but uh next one's going to be you're going to be at Israel City which is going to be June 24th and 25th um and you may potentially be at Dragon Con which is August 31st through September 4th in Atlanta. Yes, fingers uh, crossed on that one. And Ra Rail City that's in Vermont, correct? That is um also I'll be at the uh Sci-Fi and Fantasy Expo here in Vermont at the um Champlain Valley Expo Center that's going to be in April I think on the 24th. Oh nice. I think where is that one? Where Am I at that in, one? We're in Vermont. Well well yeah. Jeff well, you know, I know where, where, you, know where you are going to be though. You're, so you're we're going to be is, at when... Expo Canada in about yeah. 4 weeks, yep. At uh, yeah, the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, so that's the Expo Canada, and there is also the X Cup, which is a competition. Yeah, so I the think it's for flower edibles, and yep, the X Cup. Yeah, and that's uh, Bill's going to be joining us there as well. And we will be uh, streaming the guest speakers live, right, Leo? We are. We are. Yes, yeah. we are. So, so you X can uh, tune in on that. Yeah, X Cup is going to be at the Expo Cana, our Expo Cana, yep. uh, at Mohegan Sun. That's March 25th through the 26th. And uh, if you haven't been to uh, Mohegan Sun, definitely, you know, uh, just that destination in itself is a lot of fun to go to. Absolutely. Bill's going to yeah. be there, like I said. So, you know, maybe he'll fit in. Maybe he won't. We'll find out. <laughs> We'll have an uh, interesting art with us, too. It, uh, did you ever hear of an artist named Basil Gogos? He sounds familiar. Okay. Basil was best known for his monster art okay. uh, from famous monsters, but he used a lot of ink and bright colors. Matter of fact, most of the – he's pretty much the pioneer in that, in that industry. 
Okay. Um, and he was, he has a quite a body of work at that time. And, and I'm part of his legacy tour. Basil is no longer with us, but we keep his art alive. So it's very striking all the, uh, art that he did. He was in, he did wonderful stuff in, um, you know, army and magazines and, uh, uh, early publications, but he was his monsters pull right off the right off the chart from the creature from the Black Lagoon to Frankenstein, and you know there's okay. a lot of rock stars that has his work. So look him up. You know, yeah, a lot yeah, of definitely. our pieces will be there, and we'll have a lot of his originals there. This would be so, at the, the the Rail City or that or that um, other one. That you yeah, Expo Canada. Well, any any place I'll be there, there will be a a element of uh, Gogo's uh, legend yes, legend yeah. tour so that you, I'm touring. You'll have some in uh, Real City as well, then I'm sure. Yep. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah, yep. a lot of his lithographs, a couple of originals that will be there. We have a wide range of all his. We have all of anything that's left that's uh, hasn't been picked up by, say, Rob Zombie or, or right. um, you know, uh, Kirk Hammett or. Or any of those guys. Oh yeah. That, okay. That, that, so you know Basil's work. So yep, we have a definitely. lot of his work. Also, with a lot of my work will be there outside of our characters from the, the shows and the movies. So it'll it'll be great for us to catch up together. Yeah, I'm yeah, dying to see your or your work live. Thank not you. just yeah, on yeah. Memorex. <laughs> we will be at the Sci-Fi <laughs> Fantasy Expo. That I just had to confirm that. So we'll see you in April. Excellent. Yeah. I I, I I only found out about it. I actually found out about it last year at the Rail City show. Otherwise, I would have been there that April beforehand. But I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's you know, it's it's dazzling to see an artist of your scope there. Oh, they got Basil up there. Ah, yeah, very nice. Yeah, very nice. Is it Basil or Basil? It's it's Basil Gogos, but we've been calling him Basil. We actually sometimes call him Bill because we knew him personally. Now it's just easier, but his fans know him as um, Basil Gogos. Basil, okay. Interesting. But, but but that that's some of the your your colors are striking. He used a lot of color, of course. That's how we got to see the monsters in those early years in the sixties. Was mm -hmm. his color palette was. And he used inks. I mean, he painted all mediums, all of them. Um, mm -hmm. But his, his work with inks and, and, and the fact that he dared to use color where you wouldn't expect color to be. Mm -hmm. You know, he just used these splash of colors that you would think, uh oh, why would I do that? You know, oh, never use yellow over here or uh, purple over here. And he just did and he got away with it. It was Brilliant. just, that's what pulled out his use of color and and vivid is uh just unbelievable mm -hmm. yeah you wouldn't think classic monsters would be you know uh bright orange yellows and purples oh yeah he pieced it when and a lot of the artists that have um and some of his pieces were in the rockwell museum his famous monster pieces i'd love to get that. over there yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, there's another great artist called Mortz Kunstler, who worked with Basil at that time, same as James Bama, and I've known all of them. I love Bama, and, and Bama was a good friend of ours too. But you see all how he used purples and pinks and the striking whites and the blues, like yeah, you you wouldn't think of that. And then he just 
yeah. was able to get away with it. And that's what we grew up on was, oh, wow, we only saw the monsters in black and white until Basil came along. Now, every artist out there that tribute to what what he had showed us mm-hmm. in, in his uh, world of monsters. I grew up with him and I got to know him for 40 years. So I, I know where I'm hearing him from now. There's a, there's a, a Southern California painter called Eric Gist. Um, who who paints a lot of monsters? He does a lot of Star Wars and, and Marvel covers. I, I listened to podcasts with him, and he mentioned Basil Gogos. That's where I know the name from. So yeah, that, that and Basil. Well, the artists that are today just—he's the godfather of that stuff. So yeah. you know, we owe uh, a great debt to him, and and it's great to bring this legacy of his work publicly around. Mm-hmm. Since we don't have him, we get a chance to do that and and get a chance to see all these different artists that either knew him or have used that, like you have, that that texture of light and understand how light works. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see that. And that's what makes the, you know, you, you have a great eye and, and understand how uh, the light works for a character, how it works for a painting. Thank and you. what what brings your eye to that? And that that that's a that's the trick of a great artist. Thank you very much. I'm I'm working at it. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a body of work. It's a lifetime of yeah, of, exactly of work. It's not something that you know. That's that development you get to to you know go through life and saying oh you know and then you look back and like why did I you know, go this way. And, but that's that process. That's a development process that makes you better and better and understand it's, it's the journey that's much more fun than the, the actual success of it. Yeah, absolutely. So how many, um, you're doing this elemental shaman series. Do you know how many pieces are actually going to be a part of that? I've got the first 20 planned. The first 20. Okay. Yeah. Um, you need more wall, Jeff. Yeah, I'm gonna need more wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more wall, Jeff. More wall. Um, wow. Yeah, the, the, I've got the first because it's uh, earth, fire, wind, and water. Four suits, five paintings a suit, twenty paintings. All right. Um, How many you got I'm, done? I'm working on the fifth right now, so I've got a ways to go. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah. not bad. Well, well, so that brings us into the question that Benjamin was asking: uh, What are you? Uh, what are your some of your favorite categories to paint? And you mentioned it earlier. Uh, and it was, was it uh, monoliths, Egyptian? Um... So uh, it's, yeah, I have incorporated, so that was one of the last standalone paintings that I did. And I was thinking, I was asking myself, why did I paint this? Um, first of all, I, I used to live in Egypt. So I, I just have a connection oh, really? to that place wow. anyway. Um, I lived there for about six months when I was 19. Um, but I, I, I love old temples and not just because I think they look cool. I think about what they were used for and systems of practice that uh, aren't really with us or are with us in the super minority now. Um, and that's sort of something that I'm exploring for myself. So those subject matters are what I try to incorporate in my own work. But just in terms of subject matters, I have a really broad interest. As I said, these are super labor intensive. So in between them, I love to do smaller things. I, I love to do portraiture. I love wildlife painting. I love figure painting. I've got a few smaller figure paintings that I've got planned to do at like nine by 12, just mm-hmm. between these. Um, and you that's you said just, figure, right? Not finger? 
Not finger, finger yeah. painting. Not okay. finger paintings, yeah. Okay. No, um, that's your category, Jeff. Yeah, well, it's yeah, I was just checking. <laughs> but that, that's almost like how I just relax and have fun because I just, I just find a bit of reference and I, I, I do a tiny bit of prep work, maybe a day's worth of just figuring out a composition and maybe tweaking my reference a bit. And then I just get enjoy painting it for a day or so. Um, and it's not stressful. There's not time for doubt to sink in. I'm just doing a, a fun study of maybe a lioness or a nude figure or a portrait or something like that. And so I have a pretty broad interest, but then I, I think, no, okay, I've got to put the fun things to the side and I need to really put my time into, into the, the, the labor intensive stuff. So what, what's the best time of day do you like to paint? I mean, not, I mean, of a painting, do you like the morning? Do you like the, I know each one has a different time when you, you paint it, but what's your favorite? Oh, is, is it my favorite time to work or my favorite? No, no. Time so of like, day to, to, I like to, to paint to depict. Yeah, I like to paint scenes that are at the dusk or in the morning. Like your your Egyptian one is very morning. Yeah, well, you, the sun you, just coming up, but hitting that one yeah, point. You, you want that golden hour, whether it's at the start right. or the end of the day. That's the. Right. I mean, the 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 worst the time, magic the, time. Yeah, the magic hour. Yeah, I okay. mean, but then the, 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 I guess there's three. There's the magic hour, whether it's at the beginning or the, the end of the day that you're going to have at the beginning of the day, depending on the environment, you're going to have that morning dew, that mist. Um, so if you can capture that, then wonderful. Or you're going to get those super long golden, um, super, that, 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 those super long shadows in the evening and the golden light. Um, or the, the third option would be overcast and you're getting that bleak flat, but you're looking for the pattern in the scene. Um, and, and those make for great plain airs because the light doesn't change. So you can breathe and take right, your time. Right, right. <laughs> if it's, now, if it's... Do, you, do you like doing those straight on after you've done your research? Or do you, some people take, you know, their, their um, tablet and take that picture of that time of day hmm. and then they work with it. I, I, it seems to me that you'd rather see it for real yeah. and, and paint at it at that time. The, the reason why that is, is because when I'm in my studio, I feel compelled to prioritize this stuff instead mm -hmm. of doing a, a long landscape studio piece. Um, I paint plain air because of what I said earlier, that gives me a chance to paint something quick and fast and not worry about it after the fact. I, I am never bored. I have about 12 things I would like to paint all at once, but I only have 24 <laughs> hours in the day. Um, I, a lot of people, they run out of painting ideas. I, I wish I would sometimes. Um, I, I, I could, I, if I was just a landscape painter, I, I, that I would be fine with that in a way because I could find, I have so many photo references that I could just pick one or pick a few and, and, and make, a, make a landscape, but I just haven't chosen for that to be my focus. Um, mm -hmm. or I, I have a lot of figure references. I've got a lot of wildlife references. I could pick any of those subjects and think I want to be a wildlife painter. I just want to be a figure painter. Um, but I, I kind of relegate those things to smaller fun studies. And then I focus on this as my main work, unless someone commissioned me. Um, yeah, right. I've done well, a few, that, yeah, that's... I've done, uh, I've done some long format portrait commissions recently. Um, and 
which is why I haven't shown a new one of these in a while because I've had some portrait commissions that I was working on. That's um, good. Which is which is great, you know. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's what you want. Um, with these, I have to hope someone buys one. But when someone says, "Here's money directly, paint me this," I'm very happy to do that. Um, when you, you know. when you find a subject, say it's you know an animal. Yeah. Do you, when you see that animal, but it's not in the time reference that you want of the day. Yeah. Do you say, "Oh, that would be good at dusk"? Is that yeah. what? And then you 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 play with that. That's that precisely what I did. That time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you can, yeah, recently I did a lioness painting. I just grab her. You're going to ask him to do a Black Panther, aren't you, Jeff? Yeah, I figured he was, but you know. <laughs> so I had some pretty just black. Yeah, I had some pretty flat lit reference of this lioness out in the savannah in Kenya, um, but oh, I didn't wow. like what the, did the light of that. So there we go. Uh -huh. this, the, the reference to this didn't look like this, um, but you know, a day's work in Photoshop, I can change the lighting, I can dramatize it, and I can emphasize certain elements, um, and then I, I and then I have the lighting scheme that I wanted. So I've got this end of day, as it were, but the reference the reference could have been at noon, you know, mm -hmm. um, with how evenly lit she was. Um, but I, I wanted a painter like that. So I, I, I manipulate my reference so that then I can just work straight from there. Well, that gives you that powerful light at that end of the time. Like hunting yeah. season's just started and the light's exactly. going down. Yeah. So you know, yeah. here we go. Exactly. So I'm, I'm going to assume that while you were in the UK, because you like the, the ruins and, and that kind of stuff, that you've toured a lot of the castles and stuff that are over there. I've toured a few of them, but I, I used to be a tour guide. So I used to talk about them a lot. Um, okay. I was a tour guide in London for three years, working on the open top buses and doing walking tours and guiding people around. Mm. Um, and uh, actually, since that, like, I, I used to tour a lot of old Roman London because London's nearly two thousand years old. Yeah. You mean like over in Bath? Uh, there, there, there is over in Bath as well, but London literally Bath, has. I mean old Roman wall in it yeah. from like, oh, the okay. time of when Hadrian established Londinium. Um, but actually since then I've, I've developed my own fascination with, with Roman history and researched it myself and, and read a few books and just dug into it myself. Did you, have you ever had the, uh, the opportunity or the chance to see any of the, uh, the Mayan or the Incan ruins or anything like that? I have. Um, back in 2009, when I was backpacking, uh, I went through um, Argentina, Bolivia, Peru, uh, Mexico, Gu Guatemala, Mexico, and Costa Rica. And I, I did the Machu Picchu trek um, whilst I was mm -hmm. in Peru um, and saw everything along the way there. Um, and I managed to go to Tikal in Guatemala. Uh, that's if, if you don't know what that is, it's the it's the rebel base in um, Return of the Jedi. They used to call as as the as the site for that. Um, well, that's Leo's. Uh, <laughs> Fort Leo, yeah, yeah. No, you've got the, you've got the you walker behind. You didn't know that, Leo. I I didn't want to interrupt our guest. Uh, matter of <laughs> fact, uh, Benjamin is uh, saying, "Hey, Leo, where can they find out more about our amazing guests?" So definitely check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Your website's on there, and uh, can people buy your Prince Off's website? 
You can. I actually need to update my shop. I've uh, like this. I need to to get the prints on there. But uh, I've got prints available on there. But if you see any of my work from economy on Instagram, you see any other examples of my work you like, um, you're welcome to email me at uh, macaluzoarts at gmail dot com, and uh, I'll be happy to to work with you on getting a print made. Very well, you got one. You got one that you have to get a print made by April. Yes, I that's do. That's when I'm going to see you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or folks go get an, a wonderful original from him, right? Which is every artist's dream. It it, it is it is a buzz when you sell something. I got to say, but I will have all of my work with me uh, available there. So great. How many how many original pieces of art do you think you've actually accomplished so far? And do you have a goal? Um, well, there's 20 of this series. I've done five of these so far. Um, I'm kind of surrounded by my work. I've got shelves around that I just put my plain airs on. Um, I've got stack. I don't know if you can see. All of these have paintings in them. My cupboard has paintings in them. So I've, I've got plenty. <laughs> I don't know exactly how many. Well, but it's impossible to actually bring all of your originals to some of these shows. I mean, that's going to be intense. Yeah, when I said all, you know, um, I, 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 bring in, I bring my best work with me to the shows or the stuff that I, I, I think would be appropriate for the shows that I go to, to display where mm -hmm. I think, you know what, maybe someone will, will get this at this one. Or if I, uh, if I go to another show, I think, do you know what, I don't think that one will do well there. I'll put this one up instead. So right, I, I right. curate but it. If I remember correctly, you had a portfolio book though uh, with you that showed all of your others, even if you didn't have it with you. I didn't actually have a portfolio book with me. I had all of my prints uh, and my okay. paintings behind me on, on my pro panels that I wanted to display. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what I had with me. Because last year was one of my first years of doing conventions and getting a feel for how to do shows. Um, so my, I've upgraded my booth a bit since we met, um, yep. but it's, it's been a bit of trial by fire, figuring out how to do conventions and okay. refining my display. Did you make the little tags yet with the Velcro back that just stick to the wall? I did. I bought, I bought, I bought the Velcro. I bought the Velcro and right. I made the tags. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I, that was one of the first things I did because sticky back tape doesn't work for hell on, on the pro panels. Nope. Nope. But Velcro does. Yep. So thank you for that Fantastic. one. Fantastic. What do you use? Um, huh? What is the Velcro for? It's to put the, the names and the prices of the paintings uh -huh. on, on the pro panels so that you're not trying to fuss about the tape to stick them down properly. You're not trying to stick tacks in it and all this yeah. kind of stuff. It just sticks to the, just sticks yeah. to the carpet basically. Exactly. When I was doing my woodworking shows, I, I that's what I kind of figured out. I made all little, all little tags with descriptions and prices that you could. So no matter where you, how you set it up, you can just put it where you need to. Mm -hmm. You know, which worked really, really well. Perfect. You know. Well, so conventions you have, are. Um, go ahead, Bill. I was going to say conventions are a really good outlet for an artist of your caliber for them to get a chance to really see your work talk to you and that's where you build that fan base yeah yeah um it's it's a it's a really great opportunity to just to meet and talk with people at those shows and try and make a personal connection and that that's 
because online sales are very hard, but when mm -hmm. I'm able to talk to people, then they're much more inclined to get things from me, which is great. Well, yeah, that doesn't yeah. work well for me and Ben. Well, sometimes. We talk to people and they just kind of mosey on. Okay. <laughs> I haven't learned that trick yet. <laughs> what, how to mosey on? Only when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> So All right, so um, Leo's going to have his question because uh, he so, always has that question, and I'm curious of what the answer is going to be. Uh, well, I won't get to that question yet. First, I was going to ask. Okay. So, so your your reference model. Uh, now, did you create that for the uh, for the stag? Yep. Yep. This. Uh, I I I after looking at as many images of stags and elks, uh, I I sculpted this out of Sculpey. And I and I just I made this, so I, I put in a couple of uh, a bit of time on this just to make sure that I could get the lighting reference that I wanted. Very cool. Have you thought about doing like three D printing? Uh, well, three D fun out of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like using a CNC machine for woodworking. Yeah, well, you, the, you still got to design the model, you know. Yeah, well, so. With that, I, I wouldn't consider myself a sculptor. I would say I that, that I. I'm using this to achieve this as a final product. Um, and for 3D printing, I, I, I think I'd have to get very proficient in something like Maya or ZBrush. Um, and I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Um, I, I've got friends that are amazing in it, but I've, I can only get good at so many things. And or, or I've got my sculpting down to a level where it's useful to get to glean information for my final work. But, uh, uh yeah, I've tried a few 3d programs and, and, uh, I, I need more time to dig into that before the 3d printing. Yeah. Apparently yeah, I, blenders come a long way. Yeah. I'd rather just build it from scratch and sculpt it than yeah. those, those things that adjust for you. Right, right. Well, like I said, laser cutters and, you know, the CNC machines and stuff that people use for woodworking, in my opinion, just takes the art out of it. Well, no, not necessarily. I, it, it, I mean, I know digital sculptors. And if I was to collaborate with one and I would say, hey, man, I'm doing this project. Is there any chance you could sculpt this thing in ZBrush for me and we'll get it 3D printed and then I can paint from it? If that happened to happen, wonderful. You know? The better reference for me, the better. Um, and and he's an amazing sculptor. He, he can sculpt with clay a, a, and and in ZBrush, and he's phenomenal. Um, oh. That's my friend Ryan Ferriera, who works still in California. Um, but in, in that scenario, no no problem. We'd definitely do that. Cool. So, so the Rick question Baker I was... works in, sorry, <laughs> Rick Baker works in ZBrush a lot. So oh yeah, he's really good at it. Yep. Go ahead. Sorry, Leo. Oh, no, no worries. No worries. So uh, the question I always ask is, uh, what, what do you dork out about? So when you're not painting, like, uh, what, what do you find yourself doing? I, we know you, you go hiking, but do you, you know, is there a show you love? You play video games? What do you do? Um, my main interests revolve. I, I, I mean, I think about painting constantly, um, but my main interests revolve around uh, travel, audiobooks and training, working in the gym, working out in the gym. Those, those are my passions, as it were. Um, 
I love reading. I don't have a lot of time for it. So in the last few years, uh, I have just been consuming audio books to, to, to listen to the things that I want. Um, and I listen to books constantly whilst I'm working. Um, I work out six days a week. Um, I love doing that. I, it's, it's fun. It's therapeutic. It's exhausting, but it makes me feel good. Um, and I'm always planning a trip. Um, I, I can't travel every year. I don't, you know, funds are always limited, but I have plenty of trips that I design itineraries for that I want to do for me and my wife. Um, so I, I always want to see, I've seen lots of new places and I would like to take her to see new places and, and experience as much as we can. So, and, and yeah, there, there are various shows that I like. I'm, uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Star Trek. I, I love the new series. What's it called? Um, uh, Strange New Worlds. Oh, Strange New World. Yeah. Picard just started also. Picard. Uh, yeah. So I, I haven't, I haven't seen uh, the new season of that yet, but um, uh Strange New Worlds is really good, though. And, and, and something that I thought was brilliant about that, how you could enjoy each episode for what it was. So many shows now, it's like watching a 10-hour movie, which is great, but also a bit annoying. Um, I love how they've gone back to that old format. Of, I don't know if for shows anymore you can say, oh, that one's my favorite episode, because yeah. they all just blend into one another. There's, a, that, there's a new yeah. show that actually is... is uh, we were talking about it on another show reminds me a lot of the incredible Hulk, okay. uh, you know, uh, the old, uh, you know, 70s show yeah. it, it's nothing like it, but the format's very similar and it's a uh, poker face. Uh, okay. it's the writers, uh, Ryan Johnson, who did uh, knives out mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, very similar concept. You know, you have the heroine, she's going from town to town, somebody's chasing her and she has a special power. Her special power is she can instantly know if somebody's lying or not. Right. Um, but even like the, the credits in the beginning are like the old font and everything like that. So it's, it's a really cool show. Really well done. Wow. And each episode is a standalone. Yep. Each episode is a different story, different, you know, mystery that goes on that she's trying to solve. So, and you have that wraparound story of, you know, uh, somebody's chasing her. So, uh, you know, they're always on our heels. Where can you watch that? Uh, I believe that is Peacock. Yeah. Peacock. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I think yeah, it's and Peacock's free, so it's uh it's like seven episodes I think right now. Okay. And but yeah, same uh, same guy that did uh, Knives Out and um the new one there, uh, Glass Onion. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll see if I can see that. Uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, they did kind of get away from those standalone episodes for a guy like me with the attention span of a puppy. You know, you gotta <laughs> <get a> like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's great. Sometimes, you know, you can you can get into something and it's like, what happens next? What happens next? But it's almost like they're trying to hook you into something. It's almost like a drug that just they and they and it's that. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And and it's it's that continuous play. They just roll the next episode after another one. And it's like, you know what? Stop. I don't, I don't want to see the next one yet. You want to take a breather. So that's why I like just uh, something you can watch that encapsulates it, it within the, the half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is. Yeah, they, they hook you. They know exactly what to show you right at the end of the show so that you watch the next one and then you fall in love with the show and then they cancel it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they cancel it. Actually, I've had yeah, a chance. Exactly. To... Before they get to the end. Yeah. I've so had a chance to sit back and watch happen. the old, remember the old Outer Limits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. Yep. Yeah. It, and they have it on Roku. And I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this in like eons. And 
I remember it so vaguely, but it was really fun to watch some because the stories were very, very good because it was all story work at that time. It wasn't mm -hmm. really always about the, it wasn't about effects or anything. It was just really the writing was really interesting for that time period. So it's fun to go back and see that there was one I just saw. Uh, it was called The Cold, Cold Man. And it was, uh, or The Frozen Man, either one. And it was William Shatner before mm -hmm. he did that. And uh, it was how he went on this trip and came back. And, and now the, from the, he went to Mars, but he's cold all the time. And, and it, it was an interesting story. Okay. He was in the uh, Twilight Zone too. He did. Uh, yes, he was. Twilight yeah. Zone. Yep. yep. It was. It was. I believe he was on a plane. Yep. Yeah. He was. Yes. Yep, pretty cool. Yep. So um, I know you like to travel, Daniel. So, what what is your ultimate destination? Not your where, house. Where's, where's the? Without me? Is that what you said? <laughs> without you. <laughs> um. It's funny to say I don't have one in terms of I, I know places that I've loved and places where I want to go to next, but um, there is a, a unique something wherever you go. And it's what, what do you want to find now? Do you want to have a Middle Eastern experience? Do you want to dig into the heart of Arabia? Do you want to go to Oman or um, Egypt? Do you want to have that kind of experience? Do you want to go to the Far East? Do you want to experience japan do you want to get dig into that culture do you want to go see a shinto temple do you want to go to a hindu temple in india do you want to dig into maybe uh like that kind of a culture do you want to go experience something that you it, it's it's hard to get because it's you have to almost scrounge for it, it like a, you want to find an aboriginal culture in 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 australia and find out something that they know so it's it, it changes depending on what you want to go and find. Uh, do, do you want to go visit a particular museum? Do you want to go to the Louvre in Paris? Do you want to go to the Hermitage? Uh, I think I think that's in Russia. Um, but it, it's it depends on, on on what you're feeling and what you get excited about. Do you carry Which a can change, sketchbook yeah. with you? I do. Um, I, I, and when I travel, I still have to go play an air painting. But what I've started to use now is is casein because um, it's, 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 it's a water-based paint um, uh, similar to gouache, I pick watercolor. Um, and because it dries so fast, I don't have to worry about carrying around a wet oil painting with me, which I have done. Uh, I, I've taken oil a lot with me, um, but depending on where you go, you might be somewhere remote and have to scrounge around for spirits or mineral spirits, which can be a nightmare to find sometimes. Hmm. No, it sounds yes. like you've journeyed uh, quite quite a bit. Um, which what's one of your most memorable destinations that you've been to? Um, Egypt was a big impression on me, just because of the amount of time I lived there um, and when I was there, I I, I, I cultivated a, a lot of um, of how I think whilst I was there. Um, but uh, then again, I was there alone. And so uh, there are certain things that you're only going to experience alone. But when you experience something with somebody else, you're going to be hit in another way. So I got to experience like Iceland for the first time with, with my wife about five years ago. And just the things we did there and the things we got to see, had I seen them alone, they would have affected me differently, but I got to experience mm -hmm. them with her. 
Um, and there are things that I had done in other places that, that I that I had done before. Like, for example, when I was in New Zealand, I, I walked on Fox Glacier. It's in the South Island, at the south end of the South Island. And I hitchhiked there from the top end of the South Island. And and it was a great day, uh, but I sort of, I did it by myself. And I did it with an, on an excursion, but I wasn't really involved with anybody there. And so it was just, it was beautiful. But then my wife and I got to go walk on a glacier in, in, in Iceland. And then we got to have that shared experience. Um, and you're going to connect another way when you get to appreciate a new site with somebody else. Um, so that's going to vary your perception of things. And when I was backpacking um, back in 2009, I did that for a year and I was in a different country more or less every month. And by the end, I was exhausted and saturated by things that I had seen. And I was no longer appreciating stuff because I was in sensory overload. And I remember I was on, I was in, I was in Guatemala in a town called Flores and there's a, a lake there and you can do an island hopping tour for the day. And I remember I was on one of the islands in the middle of the day and I just thought this, it sounds weird, but I was like, I'm looking at another mountain with a lake and I could, I could have been in five other places and I wasn't appreciating anymore. Mm. And so it, some, like, it might be phenomenal, but it depends on, on the state of mind that you're in, whether, whether how much you're actually taking in. See, there you go, Jeff. He's, he's um, getting you all set for your Alaska trip. Now you're going to take a little drawing pad with you? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, you hit on something that, um, you know, I mean, I've been with my wife for almost 40 years and Mm -hmm. all our traveling we do together. And you're right. When you can share that experience with somebody, I think it makes it even more memorable and more powerful, Mm -hmm. you know. But are you taking a drawing pad? Dude, I don't draw. Well, then this is a good thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'll take photos. You know what I mean? Well, actually, I can. We'll do this. See, I'm going to Alaska. Ready? Here's my drawing. That's ice. Nice. Nailed it. See? Very cool. Add a little blue in there. It'll be good, right? Are you going to go to Denahi and see the bears? Yes. I deny he all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're actually going, I think it's a five day land on the train. Yeah. And then we fly back to Seattle and get on a cruise ship and go back up for another seven. Amazing. Brilliant. So it should be fun. Yeah. You're going to have a brilliant time. You know, I'm more warm climate personally, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's something to see. And it was her choice. I, 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 I get it. I wouldn't have chosen Iceland myself when we, when my wife and I went, uh, she was desperate to go and I was like, okay, well, let's figure it out and let's make it happen. But if it's up to me, I want to be somewhere where it's 80 degrees or, and, and above. Uh, I, I love the heat. So I, I'm, de- yeah. I'm desperate yeah. to see you go. I bet <laughs> you want me eaten by a polar bear. That could you be know? a visual, yeah. Right, see? Make a, make a painting of that. There a little, you bit, go. little bit of splash of red. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, my luck when I go to South, you know, down to uh, the Arctic down there where the penguins are, they'll, you know, if we get attacked by a penguin, that would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You know, because there ain't none up in Alaska. There's no penguins up there. No, they, they hang out in the south, no, the Antarctic. Yeah, no penguins up there. It's the only place you're going to get beaten up by a penguin. Yeah. Or your waiter, you know I mean? whichever comes first. Or your waiter, yeah. <laughs> so, Leo, you got another show tonight? I do, I do. Is it a good one? They're always a good one. You got a they guest? are. Yeah, uh, no guest, but uh, yeah. What, what are you chatting about? Uh, don't know yet. Oh, you don't know yet? Yeah. <laughs> you're just going to wing it, huh? Uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll pick some topics beforehand, but it was, it was a busy day at work. So I haven't had a chance to map everything out yet. So, so went from work, had a quick dinner, then came here. Very good. Yeah. Very good. A little bit uh, of prep. Bill, I'm, I'm very glad that you were able to jump in. Gives me a fresh. No, it was great to, to talk out. art with a pro because if I talked art with you, I'd be out. Forget it. It'd be over. You know, now, now, wait a minute. I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit here. Okay. I can't paint, I can't draw a cat in a stick figure, but I do, and I'm very good at architectural style drawing. Well, that's true. That's still drawing. That's, I mean, that's, that architectural drawing is amazing. You know, I mean, I can do your, your uh, street scenes and the buildings and that kind of stuff. Don't ask me to draw a face because it would look like uh, something out of, the Dali Museum. That I love architectural drawing. I mean, do you know Sid Mead, the visual futurist? He's he designed Blade Runner and Tron and right, right, right. Yep, yep. You know, you know. I mean, with it's me, it was just a necessity. It was a necessity because I used yeah. to, you know, you know, have to do all my own architectural plans for when I was building, and you know, so I took a lot of architectural and, and graphic design uh, kind of courses for that stuff. Yeah, so that uh, still counts as drawing. You can he, draw then. He's quite no, a great, yes. a good artist, and and his woodwork is incredible. Yeah, it, that's just a different kind of art. I mean, I wish I could paint, but I can't. So I can't. I can't sculpt with wood. You know, so. <laughs> right? There you go. Excellent. I'm lucky. I'm I'm lucky. Somebody else designed this desk because otherwise I'd have nothing to draw on. So. Okay, well, when you need a new one, let me know. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, we should wrap things up. Uh, So I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. Uh, For me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but more importantly, check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us, for our amazing guest. And uh, speaking of that, Daniel, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Uh, Instagram is great. You can find me at uh, Macaluzo Arts on Instagram or my website, MacaluzoArts.com. Cool. Jeffrey. Awesome. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to uh, stilltoken.com. You'll find out everything you need to know about us or Token with the Dead on Facebook. Uh, I don't do that Instagram stuff. I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm too old. I don't, I've tried it. I don't understand it, so I don't bother. You just you do the TikTok? I, I do TikTok, but I, you know, I do TikTok mainly so I can just see stupid people doing stupid shit because it's hysterical. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, go to uh, go to stilltoken.com and uh, you know you can give us a follow there, and you'll find out everything that we're doing. Uh, you know our pinned post. Uh, if you want to come and see us, we've got a whole slew of events that are all lined up. Um, as a matter of fact, I had to I had to do my schedule for the summer because I'm actually home for one weekend between June and September. Oh wow, we're that we're that busy. So. Uh, we've got a lot going on. So, uh, yeah, just go to stilltoken.com uh, and follow us up. Uh, we've got some big news that's going to be breaking, uh, which has to do with uh, Red Coral Universe. Uh, so watch our pages, uh, watch our social media, and you'll see what that's all about. Very cool. And uh, don't forget, you're going to be, well, we are going to be coming at... up next month. Yep, you will be there as well. I will. Gil will be there as well. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Those are always cool, fun events. Cool. You know? Expo Canada at the uh, Mohegan Sun. And uh, Bill, why don't you take us out? Well, it was all, it was great to see an incredible artist. And I'm looking forward to seeing some more of this talented man. Very cool. And where do you like people interacting with you, Bill? Oh, they can always go to BillDiamondProductions.com or see us on the Bill Diamond facebook page and always follow us at wherever or whatever convention we are at nice and uh with that we'll catch you guys later and daniel stay on uh until the uh, intro is out please of course. thank you so much for having me guys i appreciate thank it Good to it was a all. pleasure awesome stuff thank you jeff so